I would no, take I would, him I over, wouldn't. over In the 90s, I would go, and I know... Dominique was on the Achilles. Yeah, here, I, I have yeah. Scotty yeah. Pippen. Scotty would be in the 90s. And I know, I know that, that, that... I was waiting for it. I, I had a great... <laughs> Let, let's I got more touches. Let's, let's, let's acknowledge on the real who, who this guy really mm -hmm. is sitting here, because when Jordan was retiring and Grant Hill was coming into the league, we were talking about passing the mantle to Grant. Yes, you. You was going. So it ain't like you. You won. Scott. Scottie Pippen couldn't carry the league. Jordan carried the league. We're talking about a guy like yourself carrying the league. So you can't sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, Scott, you know that. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll let you say it. You were the worst friend. No, no, no. You know, it's like. You, uh, you know what? Damn it, it's me. What? I'm going to go forward. Does Scotty Pippen nice. have pictures of you or something? What's the deal with Scotty? Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hold, 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 hold. Something's well, going I'm, on. I'm messing. I'm messing with Did Michael, did he win on the team? Well, I can't speak for Michael, but uh, no, I did not win on the team. I, okay, I don't mind Michael Jordan saying Thank I you. didn't want Isaiah to be on the dream team. Thank I don't mind... You know, if if Larry Bird said, "I don't want Isaiah to be on the Dream Team," but but if Scotty Pippen <laughs> said, "I don't want Isaiah to be on the Dream Team," that's a problem. Man, you come know, on, you can't say nothing. I got a new you topic for the report. I'm not playing if Isaiah plays. Uh, okay. Hi. Okay. So Scotty Pippen. I'm not playing if I say play. Man, go, go to the park. <laughs> <laughs> Freedy, I need you to get up for a second. Get up for a second if you would, sweetie. Okay. And Isaiah, lay down on the couch. How long have you been harboring? How long have you been harboring? Oh, man. Are you feeling better now that it's, that it's come out, Isaiah? Well, you know, Ernie, I, you know, it's been a while. It's been on my mind. You know, for about, you know, 25 years right now. You know, like a weight is being lifted off of you. Well, yeah, because I finally get to talk about it and just, you know, the whole dream team experience. And again, I, I got no problems with, you know, the, the greatest player to ever play, say he don't want to play with me or Magic saying he don't. But... Anybody below them? Excuse me, Mr. Thomas. And I said below them? Yeah. Mr. Thomas, yeah, uh, yeah, your yeah. hour is up. I'm sorry. Oh, I have to man. charge you more. But I'm glad you feel better. Okay, let's move on.
right, all right, cut that shit. We got a we already four minutes in deep, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. This king known uncensored. <sighs> Larsa Pippen. Mm, mm, mm. And I just found out that the Sixers are committed to keeping Ben Simmons. Well, I guess if people like failing, then let them fail. It's just like your homeboy is trapped in a fucked up relationship and he wants to continue toughening it out. And you already see that this shit's going to be a disaster. So just let the car drive off. It's been a long time without you. But, yes, I'm calling this episode Larsa Pippen. <laughs> I, honestly, bro, I ain't want to come back so fast. I just dropped yesterday. But hundreds and hundreds of stories have just propped in my lap, propped in my lap. Then it's New Music Fridays and shit in about 17 minutes. And I got my leaks early, so we get some early reviews cracking. And, you know, it's a Pusha T appreciation segment that I wanted to include on yesterday's show that I couldn't do. So if you're a Drake fan, um, I suggest you uh, cut this shit off now. (laughs) But I'm not going to the Pusha T thing until later. So (sighs) how do we start? But yes, this episode is called Larsa Pippen for a reason, but we'll get to that soon. Let's start it off. All right. Rick Carlisle gets a job within less than a week. I know why. The world knows why. No, I'm just playing. Rick Carlisle is a good coach, but he overstayed his welcome in Dallas after winning that their only championship, so they held on to him a little bit too long. Plus, it was a lot of turmoil in Dallas management, and I heard Luka's unhappy and after his rookie contract, then he might bail. I mean, losing <clears throat> in the first round twice. Man. And not getting much help from his teammates. But then again, a lot of people on the flip side to play devil's advocate say that Luka Doncic was stat padding. And not feeding and including this team. But I believe it's a little bit of both. But Rick Carlisle goes back to the Indiana Pacers because I I can recall once the Pacers got to the highest point, they ended up firing him. And the Pistons, I believe, uh, picked Carlisle. No, 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 no. We fired Carlisle first because we had him in Detroit. Then he went to the Pacers and took them almost over the top. But they kept running into us. And then he ended up getting canned and getting over to Dallas. Now he's back in Indiana again. So I believe that Carlisle will turn Indiana around. They just won't win a title. Good news from the black coaches side of the game Jason Kidd is close There, he's in current no, negotiations with the Dallas Mavericks to join as coach he had 
Jason Kidd had won his only championship with the Dallas Mavericks in 2011. So that would be a very good torch pass here. Jason Kidd deserves a chance. He is the reason why Giannis developed into Giannis. A lot of people don't give him the credit for that. All right. Um, let's move on to Polo G. Polo G, the numbers have come in as of June 21st. Um, Polo G's Hall of Fame opens up at number one on the charts, outselling the Migos. I see why the Migos tried to play Cheatham by releasing the Deluxe Edition three days after the original release. I see what the fuck y'all was doing. Y'all did that shit and y'all still lost number one. Polo G ended up selling 143,000 copies. And the Migos ended up selling 130,500 copies. This is the first time that they haven't been number one in two albums. Does this signify that the Migos have fallen off? No. They lost to the better man. But then again, I don't think he was the better man. I just think that I'm shocked. I think it was an upset for sure. I mean, Polo G has been a low key. He's got a lot of plaques and a lot of streams. Lots of plaques and lots of streams. So it's it is to be expected. But I think Culture 3 is way better than Hall of Fame. Not that much better, but it's in a different bracket. You know, Culture 3 is barreling around that C word. Hall of Fame is just a very dope album. All right, man. Um, Before we get to uh, the main event here. Let's talk Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. They just got through playing. So let's look into that shit, right? You know what I'm saying? Let's get into that. The Los Angeles Clippers once again win another game three. The Clippers are trying to be... The first team ever to overcome 3-2-0 deficits. Although I don't think that's going to happen. And I believe the Suns are still going to win in seven games. It's kind of interesting how the Phoenix Suns won (laughs) their first two games without Chris Paul. Chris Paul returns and they lose by 13. Hmm. Thinking what I'm thinking. Now, I'm not trying to necessarily talk shit about Chris Paul. I'm just saying that Phoenix is just as good without him. I'm just saying that Chris Paul got too much credit for Phoenix's success. That's all I'm saying. Phoenix does need Chris Paul. I give you that, but 
to act like he just came in there and turned and turned a mediocre team. They act like that they didn't go eight and zero in the bubble. They act like DeAndre Ayton didn't miss thirty games last season. That's just my that's my only gripe about that. But let's get to the highlights here. I mean. The Clippers won 106-92. to Let me tell you something, man. Patrick Beverly played his ass off tonight. He was checking and guarding Devin Booker. And he was hitting big shots in this game. And the uh, combination of Devin Booker and Chris Paul were 10 of 40 from the field. That is unacceptable. And they shot together 3 of 14 from 3. However, Chris Paul did decent to be off. He did contribute 12 assists, as he should. Um, there were five niggas in double figures. Jay Crowder fouled out early. DeAndre Ayton had 18 points. He led all scores. He's been the most consistent player in this series. D-Book didn't have a great game, too, but the Suns held, hung on in there. Now, Paul George, although he was turning, he had six turnovers, three of them in one possession, he did have, like, a game, uh, a buzzer beater in the third quarter that was nice. He did shoot 9 of 26, though. That's still kind of bad. But, he had 27 points, 15 rebounds, 15 rebounds, and 8 assists. So, Paul George has to get credit here for this game. He does. Despite the doofus shit that he does, he definitely wasn't scared to shoot. I give him that. Reggie Jackson had 23 points. His shot was falling this game. Pat Bev had eight points, but these were big eight points here. Terrence Mann finally got into double figures. He scored 12 points, and he had eight shot attempts. Let's raise that shit to 15. Give the young man more shots. Zubak. Zubak Shakur. Zubakavelli. Avisa Zubak, who I have trashed on this uh, on my platform before, is definitely going to get some respect tonight. 15 points, 16 rebounds, and two blocks, and a steal. Nice job. Got to give got to give him some credit here. He played pretty good tonight. As as Zubak got the start. My thoughts on this game was the Clippers were not going to get swept. This is going to be a knockdown, drag down seven game series. Luke Kennard, though. Luke Kennard hit some big shots tonight as well. Shout out to Luke Kennard. That's one of the few former Pistons that I don't hate. Now, speaking of hate, uh, let's get, let's say fuck it and let's get to the main event. Oh boy, Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen. His opinion is inconsistent. He'll say one thing about one thing and then completely do a 180 and say different things. 
His opinion about LeBron has been all over the place. His opinions on other basketball players have been all over the place. But Scottie Pippen has some interesting comments on the difference between Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Here we go. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to blame Scotty 100% about this. And oh, yeah, side note, which has nothing to do with it. I still don't know why they call him Big Ellie, Big Selly, Big Money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, I'm saying, though. Let's read the comments. KD, as great as his offense was, it turned out to be his worst enemy because he didn't know how to play team basketball. Wow. Scotty Pippen. Larsa Pippen. Come on, cuz. Come on, dog. You said he doesn't know how to play team basketball. In Golden State, it looked like he could play a little bit of team basketball to me. They had a hell of a team in Golden State. Oklahoma City, it was just him. I mean, the first time around, it was him, Westbrook, Harden, and a bunch of dummies. Second time around, it was just Russ, KD, and a bunch of dummies. Once he got to Golden State, now he was on Brooklyn. He was injured most of the season, so he didn't know many of his teammates' strengths and weaknesses. And as far as I'm concerned, in that game seven game, Kevin Durant was a toe on the line from the Eastern Conference Finals, guy. You got to give him some kind of credit. And besides, there was nobody else on the team that was shooting good in that series. James Harden was battling a hamstring injury. He was not 100%. I don't think it was 60%. Landry Shamit was not hitting on anything. Um, Joe Harris was abysmal from the field. Um, They didn't even... DeAndre Jordan didn't sniff the floor. Blake Griffin is not to be dependent on to take big shots. So what the fuck is you talking about? It doesn't look like he can play team basketball. Shit, he had to take the fucking shots. Just because your ass wasn't dependent on for taking big shots don't mean that you can critique a motherfucker whose job was to take shots. This is the same guy that pouted because Tony Kukoc, who is a better shooter than Pippen, got the final shot in the 95 uh, playoffs. But anyway, let's continue reading these comments, shall we? We're going we gonna to give Pippen a dose of that, a, a dose of that heron. But anyway, bro. Have you ever seen LeBron take a shot like that? He ain't going to take that shot. <sighs> this nigga ignorant. Um, why don't you watch the 2007 NBA Finals? LeBron will take a shot like that and airball the bitch. Because according to uh, this statistic here, LeBron, let me let me let me uh, confirm this stat right here. All right. In the 2007 NBA Finals, LeBron James became the only player to shoot under 40 percent 
with five turnovers per game in an NBA Finals, and he was well behind those minimum requirements. So yes, Scottie Pippen, LeBron would take those shots. For better or for worse, because it's technically his job as the leader of the team to take the big shots. He's gonna he's gonna be smarter and he's gonna force a double. That's what KD wasn't able to do. KD was forcing double teams. His teammates weren't hitting shots, you big dummy. I guess that fro that you grow and these braids that you try to have have kind of scattered your brain. But we're going to bring up Scottie Pippen's big moments since he wants to criticize KD. We might not even get to the Pusha T tribute in the album reviews, man. Because this right here... We're going to get to the album reviews a little bit later. This is all about Scottie Pippen right now. So, we're 21 minutes in. We might as well... You know what? I think I can squeeze the album reviews in. I'm not going to do two shows. I'm not going to put y'all through that. Alright. KD can score better than LeBron, but has he surpassed LeBron? Nah, he tried to beat Milwaukee instead of utilizing his team. You see what I'm saying? Well, Kevin Durant may have not surpassed LeBron all time, but KD was still playing while LeBron has been at home for about a month now, big baby. LeBron would have figured out how to beat them and wouldn't have been exhausted, and he may not have taken the last shot. I can recall LeBron James huffing and puffing and blowing down the three little pigs house in game six because he was so fucking tired. LeBron ain't KD and KD ain't LeBron. Well, I agree with that. They are two different players that do two different things for their team. Kevin Durant is the primary scorer. LeBron is a part-time scorer and a playmaker. But yet, he shoots more shot attempts than Kobe. I'm just saying. And Kevin Durant had had a response. Uh, A commenter said that he also missed Game 7 for a mind grain. Nothing but a soft-ass clown. KD said, this guy Scott also wanted to enjoy his summer, so he chose to rehab during the season. Yo, Scottie Pippen, they followed Phil, not you. Which is a fact. But, um, (laughs) Scottie Pippen, sit in the chair. Let me tell you and hold up a mirror about yourself. Let me tell you a little bit about yourself, buddy. Now, Scottie Pippen has always been used to minimize Michael Jordan's success. When Scottie Pippen's impact wasn't that large as they seem, as it seems, I think Jordan would have won championships without him. He just wouldn't have won six championships without Pippen. And you know what's funny? Michael Jordan's record without Scottie Pippen is 193 and 187. That's slightly above 500. But let's talk about Scottie. 1989 Eastern Conference Finals, Game 6 versus the Knicks. Pippen was ejected at the end of the third quarter. Without Pippen in the game, Michael Jordan drops 12 points in the fourth quarter and the game-winning free throws to get the Bulls to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time in history. 
Now in the migraine game and against the Pistons and shit. And in 1989 Eastern Conference Finals versus the Pistons, Michael Jordan defended Isaiah Thomas and made him shoot 39% from the field. Scottie Pippen only averaged 10.7 rebounds and three assists on 40% from the for the series. 1991 Finals, Game 3 versus the Lakers. Pippen fouled out in Game 3 with 10 seconds. Bulls down 2. Without Pippen, Jordan nails the game-tying shot and causes the deflection on the next possession to force overtime. Jordan leads the Bulls on a 14-4 run after Pippen fouls out and scores and sets up 12 of their 14 points. Without Pippen, Jordan shut down Magic to no points. 0 of 2 free field goals and steals a turnover the infamous turnover on Magic to take the 2-1 series lead 1997 finals in game 2 Pippen only had 10 points, 6 rebounds and 4 assists on 31% shooting and Jordan scored 38 points, 13 rebounds 9 assists on 55% shooting in the in the flu game, Pippen had 17 points on 29% shooting in the flu game. And in game six in the flu game, actually game six. All right, let's skip that. 1997-98 season. This is what Kevin Durant was alluding to. Scottie Pippen got injured. And missed half the season, y'all. Missed half the season, but Michael Jordan still led the Bulls to 62 wins, a top team, def- top three defense, with another MVP and another scoring title. 1998 Eastern Conference Finals versus the Pacers. Game four. Pippen misses two clutch free throws at the end, and Reggie Miller hits the game winning three. Pippen could have made it 3-1, but his choking made the series tie at 2-2. Mind you, they went seven games with these guys. Game six, Pippen only has one point in the fourth quarter. Bulls lost by two. Damn. Game seven, Jordan shoots poorly. But dropped damn near a triple-double, 28 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 assists. Reggie Miller killed the Bulls for 22 points on 7 of 12 field goals, 3 quarters. Jordan slides over to guard Reggie in the 4th. Reggie scores 0 points. And Pippen is supposed to be this awesome lockdown defender, right? Nineteen ninety-eight finals, game six. Scottie Pippen got injured again, misses most of the game. Cool coach was the only player in double figures. Jeff Hornacek outscored all of Jordan's teammates. So Scottie Pippen, shut the fuck up. Or should I say Larsa Pippen?
Let's move on to the album reviews. This new music Fridays. It's official. It's twelve oh six as I'm recording this, but um, Juicy J dropped the deluxe edition of the Hustle Continues called the Hustle Still Continues, and it's what to be. It is to what to you know. It's it's what you expect out of Juicy J. Couple stripper anthems and some bangers. And maybe one one song of substance. Justine Skye. Now, if you're unfamiliar with her, she's an R&B singer. You know, she's dropped a few uh, EPs. But she drops a project with Timbaland today called Space and Time. And let me tell you something. This was very, very entertaining, by the way. This is very entertaining, bro. I mean, In My Bag, if you listen to In My Bag, it's fire. Twisted Fantasy, that's another one of my favorite songs on here. Do It Right was dope. Yeah, Timberland, and she got a joint with Justin Timberlake on there. That's fire. Tyler, the creator. Talk about comebacks. Um, Yeah, I understand he won a Grammy for Igor, but I hate that album. It's definitely Tyler, the Creator's worst album to me. I only like Earthquake. The rest of the album was trash. But this album right here, it's called um, Call Me If You Get Lost. And let me tell you something, man. This is an album of the year contender here. Album of the year contender right here, buddy. On God now. I don't know where to start. Like, Corso, Fire. What's Your Name is Solid. Lumberjack, Fire. Hot Wind Blows, Fire. Run It Up is my favorite song on there. Manifesto with Damo Genesis was Fire. Sweet, I Thought I, I thought You Wanted to Dance, Fire. Rise, Fire. Wilshire, Fire. Like, that. most of that project goes in. And I was very impressed. Definitely improved and a decent little comeback for him. Now, I want to shout out Pusha T for having arguably one of the most flawless catalogs in history. Here's why. We could just go down the line here on projects here. We're not going to talk mixtapes, unfortunately. But if we start off, Lord Willen, Lord Willen is considered a classic which it is hell hath no fury i mean the source gave it five mics this is the clips catalog we starting off with now me i happen to be one of those people that think that malice is better than pusha pusha t will tell you himself but hell hath no fury that whole thing is a slapper. The only track that was whack was Dirty Money, but the rest of that album was flawless. Then Till the Casket Drops, I think is a classic, and I don't think that album is talked about enough. And then we go to Pusha T's solo catalog. His first album was called Fear of God 2, Let Us Pray. That's a classic, I think. If if it isn't a classic, I actually, you know what? I take that back. It's it's a dope album. It's close to a classic. Close to it. 
My Name Is My Name. Definitely a classic album. That album is incredible. King Push. Darkest Before Dawn. Classic. No flaws. Not many flaws at all. There's no weak tracks on there. Then, the aforementioned Daytona. Seven tracks of classic material. There isn't a flaw in this man's catalog. I can't think of one. Yeah, I should have uh, had a disclaimer for all Drake lovers to turn this segment off. Because I know a lot of y'all are sensitive about what Pusha T did to, did to your boy a couple years ago. Kiki, you lost. You lost, Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a smart person, you kind of got the punchline. But other than that, I'm glad I got the 33 minutes. But I'm going to get the fuck up out of here, y'all. This is King Nona Uncensored, Larsa Pippen, and I am out of here. <laughs>